Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today we're here with Ross Hall, who's directing Ashoka's Education Strategy, a leading social entrepreneurship organization, growing its education arm. Welcome, Ross. Good morning. Ross, I don't think I'm exaggerating here, and you correct me if I'm wrong, when I say you come to work every day and your goal is to make the world better. Tell us a little bit more about your job and how education fits within the mission of Ashoka. And maybe for those who don't know what Ashoka does, a little bit framing of that. Sure, yeah. It does sound terribly pompous, doesn't it? <laughs> Going to work to make a better world. I said it, you didn't. Yeah, that's, no, that's, uh, it's actually uh, a very uh, accurate thing to say, however. Um, and we have, I think, a quite a specific idea of what a better world needs to be. And that, of course, starts with what the world is currently like. And... Uh, I think without going into sort of uh, uh, problematic uh, debates around the state of the current world, there are certain facts that are clear, which is the world is um, defined to a large extent by accelerating change, by accelerating complexity, and by hyperconnectivity. And what these factors uh, point at is that uh, problems are increasingly um, uh, difficult to address, complex to address, increasingly volatile, and um, we've got to the point because of hyperconnectivity, where essentially everyone's problems are everyone's problems. You know, we have this. You know, we live in a world now where one person's actions can have huge implications, and we see that in the news pretty much every day. And there's this uh, this idea, then uh, sitting behind this, is that in order to make a better world, we need to recognize that everybody makes the world, that everybody from moment to moment through their actions and behaviors is literally shaping the world. And therefore, in order to create a better world, we can no longer rely on kind of traditional hierarchical models and um, kind of elites making decisions. We can't be compliant anymore. Uh, we need people to step up and be better equipped and inclined to make the better to make a better world and for us then what that means is we believe everybody must develop empathy everybody must develop uh, thoughtfulness which would include critical thinking and creative uh, thinking everybody needs to take responsibility um, for um, contributing to making the world a better place I am curious how you structure a sort of pedagogy of teaching empathy or, or bringing empathy to the forefront of the world and, and all the various sort of structures that you can sort of develop. Um, how do you approach making the world more empathetic? Yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, that's for sure. Um, we think there are, um, a, a starting point, I guess, is to actually envisage what a better world would be like, a world in which everyone is more empathic and everyone is more uh, thoughtful and uh, create, creating more positive change. That's got to be a world in which every child and adolescent is becoming more empathic and becoming more thoughtful and becoming the kind of person who lives for the common good. So this idea of uh, becoming is central to our work, where becoming is essentially synonymous with learning. So we see this process of this idea of learning which for many people I think is quite a reductive idea and you see this in many education systems where the idea of learning is very much about we will, you know, you are attaining knowledge or acquiring uh, facts. 
for us, learning is a process of becoming, and it's continuous. And this idea then is we must, simply must, create systems, or what we call ecosystems, which are explicitly designed to help every child and adolescent become empowered to live for the, to, for the common good. Now, achieving that's very difficult. Uh, but let's try and imagine what that would be like. So we're not talking here about, um, let's, let's not get stuck on what traditional education systems do or what traditional schools look like. Let's think forwards. What might a world look like in which there are ecosystems everywhere that have an explicit and central objective of empowering every young person, helping every young person become empowered to live for the common good. That will include schools, but it will also include um, experiences that young people are having outside of school, experiences young people are having on the way to school and at weekends and evenings and holidays. So there's this very central idea that in order to create these ecosystems in which young people are becoming empowered, that we need to essentially find the change leaders in schools and in the environment, educators who are teaching or helping young people learn outside, the media who exerts a huge influence on the experience of young people and therefore on their becoming, uh, businesses which exert a huge influence on the experience of young people and therefore becoming. So we believe that we need to find the change leaders we need to essentially bring those change leaders together and to organize them so that they are taking collective action, so that they're actually uh, um, doing things together, and critically, so that they're learning together how to create more ecosystemic change. So this becomes a process of transmitting a, th a, a, a process of change through an ever-growing network of change leaders. So this sounds really fantastic. I, I'm getting excited hearing about these ecosystems being developed, and I'm hoping that you're going to tell me that you've done this and it's been successful. And, and I'm curious, if that is the case, where have you done it and how have you seen this growth and how have you seen the change sort of manifest? Uh, we haven't done it. It is happening. Uh, um, it is being done. Um, what we've currently got, what you can see is in many parts of the world, um, innovators, change leaders, who are doing really interesting uh, work helping young people become empowered to make the world a better place. Now, typically, this is happening at a very small scale. So we have 300 schools in our network, for example, around the world, who are all essentially working against the prevailing education system, which, by the way, is typically going in the opposite direction. The typical, experience, the typical experience of school for a young person is one of becoming literate, numerate, maybe acquiring some scientific skills, um, and ostensibly trying to get great grades in order they, they might go to university or might get some kind of good job. It's not about the nurturing of the whole human being who is empathic and is able to stand on their two feet and make a positive contribution to the world. So where you've got the prevailing system, which is, which is essentially uh, narrowing the experience of education for young people, which is being reductive and individualistic and narrowly economic, what we do see, however, are these beacons of light, these schools and other educators working alongside and outside of schools 
who are saying we can do something different here. We can give kids experiences which are explicitly designed to empower them. So examples would include, uh, there's a great one of our uh, Ashoka fellows, great guy, um, who is a teacher in Haiti. He's a science teacher, but the way he um, approaches the experience of uh, science learning for kids is he takes them out into the community, gets them out of the classroom, and he says to those kids, go and find a social problem that you want to solve. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You find the social problem. So if there, right from the beginning, he's empowering kids. He's trusting kids to make choices about what they're interested in. Once they've found those social problems, he creates teams amongst those kids. Or sorry, he uh, facilitates kids creating teams. And he helps those kids in those teams solve those social problems um, by applying science. So there's a very sort of interesting example of somebody who's actually working within a current system that says you must teach science. And he's saying, well, I can turn that on its head and I can actually turn that into an empowering um, experience. There are, uh, there's a very interesting uh, school in the UK which is focused uh, very strongly on the development of certainly the whole child but with an emphasis on oracy because they recognize in that school that um, without oracy you're at a disadvantage and they see the development of um, oracy as central to the empowerment of young people as a skill in itself but also as a gateway for developing empathy and thoughtfulness and, create, uh, and creativity. So they see it as a pedagogical um, device as well as a skill as an end in itself that's, that, that's critical. So Ross, tell me this much. We are uh, folks uh, here at the Harvard Graduate School of Education who follow the, the tagline, learn to change the world. And I feel like as a call to action, if people are interested in w the work that you're doing, and they're inspired by these ecosystems being developed and these examples of Ashoka Fellows and your work, um, what can they do to help uh, help you leading all of these great initiatives in education? Um, and what is it that they can do on a sort of micro and macro level to get involved? That's a, a, a great question. Um, I mean, there are some um, fundamental things that we think many, many, many more people need to do. And that revolves around changing the dialogue. Um, much of the dialogue about education is stuck on testing regimes and um, teachers pay and kind of systemic, mechanistic systemic issues. These are all really important um, issues. But we think the dialogue needs to be about what are we ultimately trying to achieve? We think that we, if we can sh create a massive shift in the focus of our attention to the idea that every young person has a right and a need to um, experience, have experiences in school and out, of, and out of school throughout their childhood, throughout their adolescence, which are explicitly designed to empower the whole self, the whole child, for the whole world, we think that is a massive contribution. So people can ask their schools, what are you doing about this? Are you developing empathy? Are you developing um, all of these skills? Are you developing the whole child? How are you doing it? How are you working um, with the ecosystem? How are you reaching out into the community? Can you see 
kids out on the streets creating positive change. People can lobby schools. Parents, of course, can do the same. So for us, the key thing is let's shift the dialogue. That will shift mindsets and that will shift the mechanistic structures. Ross Hall directing Ashoka's education strategy. Keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening.